All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Business of Fitness Podcast. I'm Jason Kleep. On today's episode, we have Matt De La Valle. Now, MDV has been on the show more times than I could count. He is our chief fitness officer at NC Fit, came on the team a couple years ago, and has done a lot of amazing things for us. One of the topics of conversation that him and I were talking about was this idea of should you score your workouts? And, you know, we have the NC Fit Collective, which is a digital arm of our business. We also have open to the public and corporate wellness locations. And sometimes the response we get are, hey, how do you score this workout? And for us, we're not as, you know, we don't really score workouts much. We talk about that today, about why we don't score workouts as often as other gyms, why should you or shouldn't you, and just our perspective on it. Before we dive into the episode, just want to let you know, if you are liking these episodes, I would really appreciate it. If you have iTunes right now, just give us a, you know, give us a rating, hopefully five stars, share with a friend. We try and put out business content that's relevant to us, our business, and hopefully yours as well. We're not just kind of talk about what happened five years ago or 10 years ago. We're in the trenches just like you guys are. If there's ever anything you guys want to talk about, let us know, message us, and we will be sure to hit it if it's one of the topics we're interested in discussing for the future. I hope everybody's having a kick-ass day. Now let's dive into a phenomenal episode with MDV on should you square workouts or should you not? Let's go. All right, so MDV, we're here at our Campbell gym. We're rocking and rolling. I got a question for you. Shoot. You coached um, at our Redwood City location at 5 a.m. yesterday. And when you were done with the workout, did you put everybody's name on the board and then put their score next to it? First of all, I coach Redwood City now every Thursday morning, 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. Okay. 3.30 a.m. wake up. There you go. We got to get into that. All right. No, no, we did not. Uh, And, you know, since I've been with NC Fit, um, and I think for longer than that, scoring for us has not been a huge priority. They actually do at Redwood City, though, have a smaller board. I noticed that in the past couple of weeks that they do have some scores that it's optional. People can go up there and write their score for the day up there. I think it's more so for the later classes to see. Yeah, to kind of see yeah, the other classes. what their friends did in the morning. But in general, no, I don't have anybody uh, come up after class and take the whiteboard marker and, p- and put it up there on the board. You know, we were having this discussion, and I think this topic of scoring your workouts, you could take it in a couple different ways, but I do see that some gyms take it in extreme. Mm-hmm. And our gym, we just wanted to share with you what we do. So at NC Fit, maybe for the first couple of years, we scored. You scored everything for the first few years? Yeah, maybe yeah. for the first couple of years. And then after that, I mean, I'd say it's been a solid seven years since we started scoring anything at mm-hmm. this gym. And what we found was that people come in for the workout and maybe they'd scale it or adjust it. And they spent more time worried about how many rounds plus how many reps, RX, scaled, this, yeah. that. And then they started like, you know, you had some members come up to me and said, hey, I saw that member. They didn't do it RX, but they didn't put scaled next to their workout. Or, hey, that person did 65 pounds. I did 75 pounds, but they didn't note that. And they mm-hmm. shouldn't have gotten more rounds than me. And it started becoming this weird dynamic where people were too concerned about the score. Yeah. And so slowly over time, and I don't even know when this like decision was made. It just kind of happened. We just said like, hey, come in, get a great workout, push yourself. And we weren't really repeating workouts that often. So it wasn't that big of a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, now at our gym, it's a little bit different because we have like these benchmarks we put out a couple times a year, each yeah. one. So I think tracking those is important for us just to see your progress. But I just don't think tracking 
is that big of a deal. And I think that scoring is just, I think some owners get way too wrapped up in it. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. I think attendance is more important than tracking. Yeah. Um, yeah, I tend to agree with, with most of what you said there. Um, you know, obviously I think scoring workouts has some legitimacy, it has a lot of legitimacy because it is a way to measure progress, right? You're able to very clearly see for some people linear progression, whether or not they're getting fitter through the program, right? You do Fran three months ago, you do Fran three months later, you do Fran six months after that, are your scores going in the right direction? Now, obviously there's also the point about just generally PRing workouts or doing better on one workout versus what you did in the past. There's a ton of factors that go into whether or not you're going to PR. One of them being your progress over the last three months or six months or whatever it is, but there's lots of other factors where you would do a workout and maybe do worse and you're still fitter because like sleep, recovery, what you did the day before, whether or not you're in a good mood, all that kind of stuff will go into your performance, right? Now, like at NC Fit, what you were saying, you know, we have benchmark workouts for sure. We got a good amount of them. And it is, I think, important for athletes on those days to at least recognize what they did, how they felt, and try to remember that next time it comes up. Because, yeah, those workouts are important for us in seeing whether or not the program is something that, like I said, is working for them. But also that caveat, there's other stuff going on. We do not scale, or excuse me, we do not score everything. I don't think you need to. I think that yeah. that's, that's the extreme of everything is, you know, having every single workout be something where scores written on the board and RX or not RX goes next to it. Um, there's downsides to that stuff as well. Yeah. So how many benchmarks do we have? Oh, so we have uh, seven specific NC Fit benchmarks, workouts that you and I have created that are unique to us. We also, at the beginning of every year, uh, go through a list of the more classic benchmarks that we all know and love, and we pick about three a month that we would do, and those would repeat over the course of the year every three months, right? So the same benchmarks that you would do in January February, March, April, April, again, they'll show up and you'll get to another shot at them. And then also, you know, in there, um, we're putting in other benchmarks kind of as we see fit and as they fit into our weeks of programming, but that's a little bit more loose. It's not as meticulously planned at, at like the outset of the year. Hey, we want these to be our tests. So out of a week's <laughs> worth of workouts, how many do you think a week gets scored? Uh, how many do we kind of recommend people yeah. to keep track of? Maybe one. Maybe. Uh, may, yeah, maybe one. Because yeah. we're not benchmark testing every week. Um, you know, sometimes we have multiple workouts in a week that are named workouts. Like a couple of weeks back, we had Jackie and Helen in one week together. Uh, so that week we had two. But, you know, I think um, the important thing to remember for us is that we we also leave it on our athletes to make a decision and what works best for them. So I don't discourage tracking uh, with our members. We just don't do it as an organization. Yeah. Right. So if somebody wanted to keep track of our workouts through Wattify or they had a notebook where they went home and wrote everything down, if it's working for them and they're not getting so wrapped up in their scores and it's something that they can memorialize what they did and they feel good about it. Awesome. Keep doing it. Right. Yeah. And I think for us, what's really important is that, it's when the scores become like overly important. What's important is that people walk in, 
they're getting a great workout. They're enjoying their experience. They're yeah. learning something new. That's what's important yes. to us in our business. What I think you'll see is that if your business isn't where you want it to be from a boutique fitness perspective, maybe you're putting too much emphasis on things that maybe other people either don't care about that much or it adds too much stress to them on a daily basis because they think they're just competing on an every single day basis. And competition is healthy. I compete all the time. But not everybody wants to compete every single day and have their score and show to the rest of the class. And, you know, I, I think if you develop a culture where, hey, if someone wants to track their score, go for it. Yeah. But it shouldn't be, you know, for us on the whiteboard, we put names down, but we put names basically just to track attendance and to make sure we know who's in the class. But next to them, no one ever puts their score. Yeah. I, and um, that's what works for us, right? Right. You know, I always will try to put the names, like you just said, of the athletes in the class so I can use that as quick reference just in case like, hey, there's somebody new that I have to look over on the board and try to re- you know, remember their name because I wrote it up there earlier. You know, there's plenty of other gyms out there that do scoring on a daily basis that it works marvelously for them. It works really well, right? They'll have the names of the athletes on the board and uh, at the beginning of class, and then at the end of class, everybody grabs a marker and goes on up and writes their stuff up. And maybe they don't have or are not experiencing the downsides that, you know, we're highlighting where some people might be so stressed that they don't like that portion of class or they're getting too wrapped up in what they're getting on the workouts or what other people are getting in the workouts. I think if you're seeing stuff like that in your gym and you're continuing this practice of like mandatory, quote unquote, mandatory or like gym promoted scoring, you might want to rethink whether or not, hey, maybe one or two days a week, let's not do this and let's see what happens and let's see how you respond and let's not make it about the score today because we all know that once a workout is more about the score than how you're moving or your experience you're having, you can do things or you will do things. You'll put yourself into positions that might not be optimal. You'll do things or try things that you might not be able to do at that point, right? Well, we get, we get some people who keep asking us, for example, you know, we have the NC fit collective where we put out session plans of programming to, at this point, many, many gyms. And we'll get questions like, Hey, how do you score this workout? It's like, well, you know, don't be as concerned about necessarily, Oh, this workout seems hard to score. It's like, yeah, it might be hard to score, but it's a great effective workout. Let's focus on this and the deliverable here and not necessarily worry as much about that. And I think it's just a different frame of reference, a different perspective mm-hmm. on the workout. That's all. You're just looking at it in a little bit of a different lens. Yeah. This comes up a lot with EMOMs and we, we, we use EMOMs a fair amount. Probably we use EMOMs a little bit more than the average bear, right? Yeah. Like I'm a big fan <laughs> of the EMOM. Yeah. And that's why I think it's a part of the unique signature for our programming. They are tremendous training exercises. You can get fantastic workouts out of EMOMs. Sometimes hard to score, right? Because you're looking at multiple elements there that might not necessarily have a really distinct um, number that associates with it. Or it's different numbers, right? Maybe you have a barbell and you have a movement uh, after that, like a row, and then you have a movement after that, like a static hold. In that case, what are you scoring in that workout? Right. Those are really good opportunities, I think, if you're a gym owner who's listening here. Maybe take your foot off the gas for that day scoring-wise and just see what happens when you say, hey, you know what, guys? Today we got some recommended stuff on the board for how you're going to adjust this workout, but we're not going to score this workout today. We're just going to let you get after it, have a hell of a good time, and then obviously get into class and do whatever after that. See how the the users or the the uh, athletes like that. Yeah. You know, no better test than, than listening to what your, your customers seeking. Yeah. And... You know, then, then you talk about these 
high-level athletes. I think this is a really interesting mm-hmm. topic of conversation. I think I have a unique vantage point on this, and so I'll share with you. Um, you know, for a lot of years, um, compete at the CrossFit Games, and you know, I, I surrounded myself with competitors all the time. Mm-hmm. And what was really unique was like I would fly out to Cookville and I train with Rich, and he would come up with a workout like off the top of his head, and we would go do it. We wouldn't write anything down, nothing. Just he'd come up with a workout and do it. And I would come back home, and that's what happened with us. Like we were just all just creating workouts, listening to our body, vibing with it, creating it, boom. And we would probably never do it again. Now, every now and then there was a benchmark that we wanted to know how we stacked up. Maybe we were doing Fran or a heavy lift or whatever. But for the most part, most of these workouts were, you know, now I don't recommend this for everybody at all, but we would create our workouts right before we trained. And we created them that way, listening to our body. If maybe I felt really good, well, dude, let's throttle it today. Maybe I wasn't feeling that good. Maybe my sleep was off, whatever. Maybe that wasn't a great day to try and go for a PR. Mm. And I think that's one of the challenges as a competitor of having somebody else do your programming. Now, if you're a gym member, all good. But if you're a competitor and you're really getting motivated to go to the CrossFit Games and you're trying to hit a 1RM or 1 rep max, and maybe that day is just not the right day for you to do it, well, then you got to communicate that with your coach because otherwise you're setting yourself up for failure mm-hmm. if you're walking in there not mentally and physically prepared, Yeah, this which is, is more of a competitor talk. This right is super, super, super interesting to me on multiple levels because one, the fact that you guys really didn't score too many of your workouts ever, right? Like there was no memorialization of, hey, we did Fran today and I got X. Or may- maybe Fran's a bad example, yeah, but yeah. we did X combo and you know this was my score. Right. There are other competitors, kind of famously Julie Fouché, that's like logged every workout that she's ever done in the history of working out. Yeah. And I'm beyond yeah, the whiteboard. Right, she's got right, like right. 10,000 workouts on there. So she's a very data-driven athlete. I think that that difference between like you and Rich on one end of the spectrum and then Julie on the other end of the spectrum is really super interesting. Yeah. But what's also interesting about it, and this is, this is where it kind of partakes into this conversation, is that, you know... For us, we were more concerned about our performance, our execution, our effort than we were about the score that came with it. And we wanted to be happy with our performance when the day finished. And I think as a coach, that started transferring over to the way I coached and the way that we owned the business is that we wanted to celebrate people going out there and putting their best effort in. Yeah. We want to thank them for coming in and doing that Mm -hmm. versus, you know, we wanted to celebrate their effort instead of celebrating their score. It was just a different way of looking at it, mm-hmm. right? Is, hey guys, it's not, oh, look, Miranda has the best score here. It's more like, wow, did you guys see how Miranda really pushed through that? You know, great job. It's just a different way of looking at it. Yeah. I think the other the other part, and you just kind of hinted at it, that's super interesting about what you were saying about how you guys trained is, the answer to this will be obvious, but what was more important to you guys, the program or the actual effort and who you're training with? Well, yeah, it was, it was the results, right? The results came from surrounding yourself and creating that environment, especially as a competitor, mm-hmm. right? And as a gym God, member too, so interesting. as a gym member too, like you look at some of the best guys in the world, they train with other people. Look at what Tia and Frazier have been able to do. Look at how Rich has a barn where there's more people visiting his barn than I could even imagine. You have other people like the Panchicks. It's no surprise that three brothers are so successful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because there's a training environment like the Ben Smiths of the world that have created these environments where they're raising each other up and they're pushing each other, but they're not so worried about the you know score. They're worried about getting out there and performing their best effort. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm super, super interested in this discussion because I think like 
so many people and this can be gym this can be gym goers and this can be competitors too right i think so many so many people get wrapped up in the program like the actual hey i have to do this exactly how yeah, it's yeah. written right. and i have to score it or else i'm not going to get maximum results and there probably are athletes out there that need to train that way and it's the best way to train for them but you know from what you're telling me is like some of that stuff mattered less than how you're feeling and who you're training with. Yeah, I mean, we I tried for so many years. So I tried with a coach, without a coach, on my own, not on my own. I mean, I'm talking for a decade I did this. Mm -hmm. And one of the challenges was sometimes what I would do is I'd ask for workouts to do because I wanted to do things that were outside my comfort zone, but I would place them in a week wherever I wanted, right? So if I was feeling it, I would do it. If I wasn't feeling it, I wouldn't do it. And what that allowed me to do was to always feel like I was winning. And I know that sounds weird, but every now and then, of course, like I'd throw a wrench in the system and, you know, go out a 5 a.m. swim in the middle of the night, whatever. But I would try and put myself in position, okay, if it's a 21-59 workout, how am I feeling today to try and really put out my best effort to, tr to try and PR this, mm -hmm. right? Maybe, a, you know, I, I would... That's one of the benefits of doing your own programming or at least getting programming from other people and then placing it where you want is that you could mentally prepare yourself to really put your best effort at it and, and, and see how you stack up. Yeah. That was just for me, but that's just the way I was doing it. Mm -hmm. I think another, probably another aspect of what, I mean, this is going off a little bit different tangent, but it's fine. Another aspect of why that worked for you is like, you're a very mentally tough person. And like when you identify a weakness in your game, you're, you typically are going to go out and attack that weakness, right? Yeah. Versus, I'll use myself as an example. Like, I, I'm a very, I was a much lower level competitor than you, but yeah. like, I stayed much lower level because I avoided things like the plague, man. Like, there's yeah. some stuff that I wasn't good at. I was like, yeah. nah. That's a, good, that's a good point. And that's why you need a coach, right? Yeah. I mean, there was a time where every single week, I would, um, every single week for like months, I did a, uh, I did a 10-minute EMOM of 10 strict pull-ups and then a 10-minute EMOM of 10 strict handstand push-ups like four days a week, every week for like months because mm. I wanted to get better at them. And But you, you bring up a really valid point is that's the benefit of having an outsider do your program for you is that you don't then start drifting off into where you want to live. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really uh, another way of looking at it, right? Where I'm looking at it more like I want to listen to my body, get the wins, but I was also prepared to do the things I sh didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. But going back to scoring, yeah, you know, I just think that this topic is really important. I think for the for the gym owners out there, they need to start listening to their to their community and and recognizing and for themselves too. Like, where are your priorities at? Like, how often are you tracking a workout and actually reverting back to it? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I one of the questions I wanted to ask you now that we're back on scoring is like, obviously, there's a huge. Um, you know, uh, own like the, the, the weight of scoring for people sometimes revolves around measurable, observable, repeatable, right? Of course. That's, that's what they think. They, they kind of fall back on that. And do you think that necessarily for a program to be effective, that you have to have all those data points? Yes or no? Like I know I have my own answer there, but do you, do you need to have all that scoring to figure out whether or not a program is working for you as a business owner, not as, as, a, a, no, as, as an athlete, a, as a business owner, as a, as, as the 99%, they're looking at how are their clothes fitting? How are they feeling? Do they feel like they're getting stronger and fitter? Yes. I mean, if you ask the average gym goer, I mean, we have 
thousands and thousands of members. If we ask the average one, hey, what's your, um, what's your, how many rounds do you get in Cindy? Or, or just, hey, last week we did a workout. Um, how many, what's your one RM of whatever? Most people don't know. And the coach is there to guide them through the warm-up to ensure they're hitting certain mm-hmm. stimuluses that we're looking for. But most people don't know these numbers. Most people are concerned about how am I feeling? Do I get, you know, am I learning something? Am I having a good experience? And how are my pants fitting, mm-hmm. right? That's what most people I yeah. think are concerned about. I would agree. I think that like the, uh, you know, your appearance your emotional state, how you feel when you walk into the gym, how you feel when you leave. I think that those are really, really important measures of whether or not a program is working for you, right? Whether or not you've gotten three seconds better on 21, 15, nine thrusters and pull-ups, I think is less important. The other thing I want to chat with you about, about on this topic is like, this doesn't mean we don't celebrate victories in our gym. Yeah. The and fact it doesn't that- mean that we're not tracking anything. Yeah. It's just we're not tracking everything. Yeah. That's, a, that's the best way to look at it. We're not scoring... No, we're not scoring nothing, if that makes sense. <laughs> but we're also not scoring everything. Yes. <laughs> right. But like the things that people kind of really hang their hat on, like your first muscle up, your first pull up, your first handstand push up, your first handstand walk. Uh, you know, have you gotten um, you know a really a body weight back squat or a body weight snatch, or even or a what? high box jump for someone yeah. or whatever, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Those things I think have a much different measure in people's minds. It's kind of like a zero sum game. Have you done it or have you not done it? Right. And we are constantly celebrating those victories. I think that that's much different than saying like, hey, on grace i got 208 and you know now i got 207 verse hey i'm able to clean and jerk the weight that grace is one time exactly and that's a big deal and that's and you're right it's like a it's like a they they could check it off their list that it's an accomplishment they've achieved verse you know uh, I, I think that's a really good way to put it we celebrate those wins big time at yeah. this gym and, and i don't should. think you don't need a you don't need to have those things written down to know whether or not you've done them right you kind of innately are going to know whether or not you've ever done that before right so I think that that's like, that's what makes what we do satisfying to me is that, yeah, we're not scoring everything. We're actually minimally scoring. We're scoring very, very few things, but we are still doing a lot of the things that you can get a benefit from, from scoring, like celebrating victories and knowing people's names and having people's names on the board and all the, a lot of the positives that come along with that, we do get them. Yeah. And I think, you know, so the, the question was, you know, do you need to score workouts? And I think the answer is, first off, I don't think you always need to score workouts. This is coming from a guy I've been doing CrossFit for 12, 13 years. And, you know, I've never been a guy who tracked workouts. So so I'm speaking from my point of reference and then our gym's members. Mm-hmm. And we don't track that many workouts, but we do track these benchmarks to see, hey, you know, are we on the right track? Of course it's important. But I think you really hit the nail on the head that like, you don't have to do anything. As a gym owner, though, you need to listen to your community. If they love tracking their workouts, keep doing it, right? That's awesome. But, you know, are you spending so much time tracking things and then you never actually revert back to them? So then in that case, let's not even have that as part of the class experience. Let's fill that time up with something that could even add more value. Yeah. You know, I think the original reason why we stopped tracking workouts is we would spend so much time you know, entering it in or putting it on the board. Let's just so much time is is an exaggeration, but let's just say it's five minutes. Well, five minutes is a lot of time. Could you take five minutes and sit down with everybody and go through a pigeon stretch and during that time talk to them about their weekend that's coming up? And if the answer is yes, and I have a minimal amount of time, 
our job is to add as much value in the amount of time that I have with them. And that's why I think we pivoted away from, from doing it on a regular basis. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think the, the place to watch out for here is like the super extremes. You're always meticulously tracking everything. Everything that's ever done within the walls of your gym is, is always tracked, always written down. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, it's like a complete shit show. Like nobody, right. nobody you're not even paying attention. Like obviously down on that end of the spectrum is uh, not ideal either. But like if you're running your gym and you've never given your athletes a workout where you say, hey, no scores today. Or something that we also do in our program sometimes is athlete choice for loading, Right. And I remember the first couple of times we did that, people would be like, athlete's choice? Like, what does that mean? It, it means listen to the coach based on what the stimulus of the workout is and do whatever's appropriate for you. Right. Why does it matter that it says 225 on the board there for a deadlift today? Just figure out what it means for you today. And if when you do that as an owner, if you get this like huge, terrible response from your members about like, hey, like, why did we not score this one workout? You might need to think about whether or not like your members are getting too wrapped up in scoring and just like chill and have a good workout every now and again. Yeah. So I, I, th I think, you know, it's really important to understand that MDV and I, we, there, there's an entire team that creates our program. We take a lot of time and effort into thinking about these benchmarks that we have. But we also take a lot of time and effort to think about this is a business and people need to have a good experience. Mm -hmm. And CrossFit and the industry has changed over the last decade. And the consumer has a lot of options. And for us, if they come in, they feel like it's a high stress, whatever environment, we want them to have a great experience. And if that means that we track scores, but we're able to find a way to do it successfully, great. But if you find that your gym or your business is starting to trend towards a little bit getting too wrapped up, maybe shift it one or two days a week, as MDV was saying, and see what happens. Mm. And if you want to see what we're doing, you know, obviously I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, you know, the NC Fit Collective, we put out, you know, three... 42 workouts a week. No, uh, 42? Yeah, 42 workouts a week and 21 videos. That's it? I think. Yeah, that's it. We have a full-time staff that's on this, and we spend a lot of time on programming. This is our main, this is our business. It's what we do. And so if you're out there and you're interested in checking out our benchmarks and everything that we're doing for our team, and you want to become part of our private Facebook groups and everything that we're doing, please let us know. Email collective at nc.fit. And if you've been getting good, you know, enjoyment of these podcasts, you know, it's just MDV and I ratting, you know, shooting, shooting the shit, just going back Talking and forth shot. about something that we, we find to be very important. And I think there's no right or wrong. We're just sharing our perspective and going from one location to several, many locations, scoring has never been a defining characteristic of whether or not someone came back or didn't. And what has been defining characteristic is we provided value for that full time and give them a great experience. They had a good time doing it. So I think that's something to really hang our hat on that. That's why we do what we do. Amen. Guys, I hope everybody has a phenomenal day. If you want to find Mr. MDV, hit him up on Instagram. It's at uh, M underscore D underscore V, something like that. Something like that. If you just yeah. type in at MDV, it comes up. Yeah, yeah, it comes up. I should have bought it when it was available. <laughs> uh, well, guys, keep rising the tides, keep getting after it, and have a phenomenal day. Thanks.